What it is, guys? Your boy Anthony Masaro of Alanizing, and today we got the UCL final: Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Things happened on the field. Things happened off the field. That transpired on and off. But let's get it with the game, right? In the first half, the first few minutes, both teams looked, appeared to me timid. They had tension, right? The Reds pressed the fuck out of us i don't know how else to explain it we couldn't get it we couldn't get out of our own half we just couldn't courtois passed 27 long balls that conate that the majority of the time conate and van dyke just won they headed it down near the end of the first half ben's goal was ruled out now fabinho touched the ball and then it landed to Benzema, so it should have been allowed. But to me, Robertson was the last defender, way in front of Benz. So I didn't get, I didn't get the ruling there. I don't know if there's a rule change or if there's a specific rule in that situation. But let's take off Robertson for a second and focus on that. And they're just like they did. They just clearly focused on Van Dyke and Benzema. Right? Van Dyke's a little bit in front of, no, a little bit behind Benzema. Benzema's knee is kneeing down or something but Fabinho clearly touches the ball so it's a goal right there but even if you look at Robertson Robertson is clearly the last defender so it would have been it wouldn't have been offsides in the first place I don't know if there's this in that specific situation there's a there's a rule there people gotta inform me on that but for me I was confused and frustrated this half second half Ancelotti made Cruz and Modric drop to where our center backs usually are to facilitate play to sustain and handle more of the Liverpool press. We slowed the gang down because they became tired. And I think Real Madrid, actually, no, I know this. At Real Madrid, we're most dangerous when we were attacking the Reds' high line. At their high line, we were specifically targeting Trent. And we were getting in behind those. And that's when we had our shots. Our goal, we got on a counter. Valverde crossed it to Vini, who slotted it in at the 59 minute. That was the only goal of the match. Now, with the Scousers having 24 shots total, nine on target to Madrid's four shots with two on target, you think we had no possession and that we were defending for our lives. We actually had 46% possession. So we defended really well, contrary to what other people are saying. About the Courtois amount of the match, we're gonna get done later, but especially in the second half, we kicked out looks like the majority of every ball 22 clearances, 14 tackles and interceptions, completed tackles, and eight blocks. Dani Carvajal versus Luis Diaz was a key matchup in this game. Before the game, everyone was saying that Luis Diaz was gonna outpace, outrun Dani Carvajal, and he's and Dani Carvajal stood no chance versus him. Dani proved all those people wrong. He manhandled Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz couldn't get past him. He just used all of his brute and manhandled him. He just used all of his force. And Luis Diaz could not get past him in a foot race. They said Luis Diaz was going to outpace him. He never did, all right? Dani always stayed with him and always kept him in check. Dani had heard all your haters. He heard all of y'all. Our back four. Immaculate. I remember I said Eder Militao was the weakest link. Well, he proved me wrong. He was the best defender out there. 
like I said, he kept the front three in front of him at all times, and he defended extremely well. Alaba, Furlan Mandy. Now, he got passed a few times by Mo Salah, but what I loved is that when he got beat, he wasn't just, oh, I got beat, someone cover me. He got beat, he said, I'm going to run back, and I'm going to help defend him again. That's what he did for Salah to pass him again and to even try to have a shot on goal. So, Furlan Mendy. Match was obviously Thibaut Courtois. Nine saves. The most in a UCL game ever. Ever. Nine saves. Seven of them in the box. 15 recoveries. Astonishing. Astonishing. The three most memorable saves for me was uh, the Mane save at the 20th minute when Mane cut in and shot out with his right to the left post. And Courtois extended it and saved it. That's a big momentum swing right there. If they, if they score that, the Reds have a huge momentum swing on their side. The Sala save at the 81 minute. I think he passed Mendy and he shoots it also to the left corner. But Courtois kicks it out. And then at the end... It was during a Reds corner. They obviously had a corner kick. And Courtois rose up, jumped over everybody, caught it. He didn't say anything. But I could tell, bro, that save, or you could say that catch, was a statement to everybody in the world. To all the Madristas, Liverpool fans, everybody watching the media. He said, I'm the best goalkeeper in the world. And he proved that, bro. He saved us. Single-handedly saved us. Without him, we would have lost this game for sure. So I'm um, big in depth to core 12. Overall, the Madrista, the Reds, they outplayed us the first half. I ain't gonna count. They outplayed us the first half. The press suffocated us. But these delusional fans, uh, Liverpool, not just Liverpool fans, not just English fans, but all people who don't like Real Madrid in general, they gotta understand or that the, the adaption, adaption and look plays a huge part of the game all right y'all didn't score at the end all right and that's the end of the discussion that's it y'all don't gotta hate y'all don't gotta do anything just leave it be this is courtois job there are a lot of people complaining about gold courtois saved y'all yes he did how is that a bad thing that's a good thing we're not cheating that's part of the game that's his job his job is to not let balls go in the back of the net and he did that exceptionally well. So what is your what is your idea of hating? What is your idea of taking that argument away? Nothing. They're just they're just hating on the fact that Real Madrid won. And just let it be, man. End discussion. Storylines after the game. This is the greatest Champions League knockout run ever ever in the history of the Champions League by Real Madrid. So Real Madrid beat PSG in the round of 16, the first round. Beat PSG, who were heavy favorites at the beginning of the season when Messi signed. What did I say? I said if, if PSG didn't win this UCL title, how they were going to get killed. That There's no way they were not going to win this. And they didn't win this. They said... Who is going to beat the trio of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe? Who's going to do it? Real Madrid is the team that stepped up and did it. That's the team that beat them. 
the second round in the quarterfinals who do we go against we went against chelsea the former ucl winners the ones that won it last year and they did an exceptionally good job this year they weren't the same but they're still top three in the premier league thomas took one of the best coaches in the world we beat them the next round semifinals we beat the possibly the best team in the world a lot of people call them the best team in the world with the best manager in the world pep man city and pep guardiola they have won out of the, the last three premier league titles in the last four years that team that team that everyone calls them that team that every year they're a ucl favorite we beat them in the final, we beat Liverpool, the team that every a lot of people were saying they had a great chance to win the quadruple, the team that brought City to the that brought pushed City to the end of the title race on the last day. That team, that team that won the double, that team, we beat them. That's probably the I call him the best manager in the world, Jurgen Klopp. We beat them. This is the greatest run ever for a team. A lot of people didn't give Real Madrid a slightest of chance to even make it this far to even win. And they did. Put some respect on the 14-time European champions. Put some respect on that. And you know who should put respect on that? The English media. The English fans should put some respect on their name and on other leagues. Not just our league. With a bunch of other leagues. They're going to be silent for the time being. And why? They're the main ones that always criticize other teams. They have the Premier League in this high pedestal. Which I don't totally disagree with. Do they belong in high pedestal? Yes. Alright. The Premier League is the best team. The best uh, league in the world. But that doesn't mean other teams can't rival. Right? They put... Premier League so high that the other leagues don't even come close. And since you're a Premier League team, you can beat anybody else in the world. That is a myth. That is so blasphemous. It doesn't add up, okay? Just because they play a different style from you. They play a different style from City. They play a different style from Liverpool. Doesn't mean other teams don't know how to play. It doesn't mean that. You gotta know what you guys are up against. And this is what you guys... And it's, it's just disrespectful to learn about that, okay? Just, it, it is. It is. They should stop it, right? The main people were just Jamie Carragher. Carragher was out here in the beginning of round of 16 saying when Madrid wouldn't even get close. Wouldn't even get close to the final. And then when, and then when he, they got to the final and it was against Liverpool, he said Liverpool was going to win comfortably. And there the outcome occurred. Don't disrespect the team, bro. English stops disrespecting other leagues. The other leagues are good as well. Be humbled. Be humbled. One of them is Ancelotti. Great appointment. I said at the beginning, remember I said at the beginning of the season, I said this is going to be a great appointment. I think I trust Carlo to stir the ship. And he actually exceeded my expectations. He probably exceeded Perez's expectations too. I said a league title. He won a league title and the Champions League. Gotta get him credit for that. He, and also gave him credit for the, was it, no, not the advance. Well, yeah, the advancement or the improvement of Vinicius Jr. Vinicius played well this year. 
He improved on his goal scoring, on his finishing, and I'm going to give that credit to Ancelotti. Ancelotti said, you know, more give credit to Vinicius. But how can he not do that earlier? And he did it this year. I don't think there's a coincidence right there. I think Ancelotti had a part in that. So I'm going to give him his credit on that. And that's why he's one of the best managers ever. A lot of people say all his, they gave him a lot of criticism for his tactics, that he has simple tactics, or he doesn't know tactics. And that's just blasphemous to say, bro. Like, I don't know how you have the audacity to say that. Like, this man has been 20 plus years coaching, and you're really gonna say he doesn't know tactics? Really? Are you <laughs> really? Come on now, guys. I'll be saying this nonsense. That's nonsense. Yes, because maybe he doesn't have the same tactics as Pep Guardiola. Maybe he doesn't overcomplicate his tactics like Pep. But he keeps it simple. But that's what wins games. And we're going to talk about Pep's tactics a little bit later as well. But that's what wins games. So don't even criticize. One question that arose from this finals loss of Liverpool is, is Klopp, Jurgen Klopp a finals bottler? I say 100%. No way he is not. He is not. He does have an A and seven record, but why I don't think he's called? Why he? I think he shouldn't be called a Finals Bottler because first he's a manager. Okay, so he doesn't run. He doesn't go out there and shoot. You know, in the pressure moments, he doesn't shoot. He doesn't pass. All he doesn't defend. Okay, he's just a manager. He puts his game plan. His team has got to go do it first. That's first. Second, I put the label of choke artist to Pep. Now, why do Pep and Jurgen Klopp differ? Pep has a history of tinkering, of over overcomplicating his tactics. He changes everything that his teams don't know what to do next, and they they go from something different that they've done all season. Jurgen, his teams. The teams he puts in the final are the same teams that got him there. He doesn't change it. He leaves it the same way it is. So that's not his fault. If his team goes out there and they try to do this and and he gives them the same instructions and it's the same plan and they go out there and they can't execute it. Whose fault is that? That's the team's fault. That doesn't make Klopp a baller. That doesn't make him anything less. And what that differs from Pep, like I've said, Pep changes it. He makes everything different. So the team has no idea what they're doing. So they get out there and they look all dysfunctional. That's why we give Pep the choke artist label because he always, he's changing things. And Jurgen doesn't, so that's why, I'm, that's why I think it's differential too. And I won't give Klopp that label. Ben Sema, give him the Ballon d'Or winner, bro. Ballon d'Or winner confirmed 45 matches. 44 goals, 15 assists. Basically, he has a goal each game. He carries Los Blancos, bro. He he carried us in La Liga. He carried us in the UCL. He was involved in every damn goal. He was involved in all the comebacks. The only thing goal he wasn't involved in, well, game he was involved in was the final. He did struggle a bit, but I'm a pass the credit to criticism there because he led us to here, and he has one off game. Let it be, man. I think he only had like three, in total, three off games this whole season. Let it be. Let it be. He He's the clear captain. He's the clear heart and soul production. Not just clear heart and soul, but he's the production of the team. 
He's everything to this team. He's our MVP, and he should win the Ballon d'Or. It's not even a discussion. It's not even that he's just an all-out striker, too. He's a good overall player. He doesn't just hunt for goals. He's not a goal poacher. He will distribute the ball. He will pass the ball to Vinicius, to Asensi, to whoever. He's not selfish. He goes out, and he has great passing ability. That's what makes him a great overall player and a great striker or forward because he involves different players and he knows how to dribble he has a good dribbling style so it's just put give Benzema the Ballon d'Or right clearly 100% even Messi say he deserves it bro so just give it to him now no contest no voting system just give it to him now I think that one was off the field though with the Liverpool fan ruckus outside the stadium before the game now before the game there was a delay because people were, the UEFA said that they, the Liverpool fans got laced out so they were delaying the game for a few minutes. Okay. And they changed their story and said that it was because it was fake tickets. And then they're saying the Liverpool fans were hostile. Hostile. But from another point of view, journalists and most fans at the game were saying that the fans actually acted normal and that UEFA and the police were exaggerating, put tear gas on them and all these other things. From my point of view, I don't know, okay? I wasn't there, but I'm going to side with the journalists and most fans because it's fishy. UEFA's story is fishy. How did they change the story three times? You can't change the story three times and all of them be true. It doesn't add up, okay? And the one that really gets me is the fake tickets because only Liverpool fans had fake tickets? Only them? No Real Madrid fans. None of them. Only Liverpool fans had fake tickets. I see, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. It doesn't go together. That's why I won't decide with them now. Liverpool fans have a... And English fans, in general, have a reputation of causing chaos wherever they are. Does it surprise me that some Liverpool fans were out of the hand and they created ruckus and everything no it does not but that police to tear gas them and cause a scene like if they're in a war we're in a football match not a war zone guys come on you know it's not that serious it's not that serious now even though i really like liverpool fans because they exaggerate a lot of the time and they be causing stuff this time i actually tie with them a little bit i just tie with them a little bit it's all I'm going to leave it like that, bro. I'm going to leave it like that. I wasn't there, so I can't give my full opinion. That was the end of the episode, guys. hope you all enjoyed, man. It was a great UCL season. And I hope there's more to come like this in the future. We're going to leave it with Hanamadei, 14-time European champions. Put some respect on the name. Put some name. Put some respect on the history. Hanamadei.